MOPS is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel MOPS After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Welcome back to the Chapel MOPS After Party. Yes, welcome everybody. Excited to be here. (laughs) Wanted to hear something fun. So in case you missed it, we just had our very first live podcast session. It was really fun. Where was our live podcast? <laughs> okay, so at? we mentioned a couple times that we were having a women's conference at our church, the chapel, and that was this last weekend. And they asked us to kind of come in the middle and break up the day a little bit. And so we got to get on stage and do a little podcast in person. It was so fun. It was really fun. We brought our young, our middle girls we did. into the we podcast. Did. And so they asked us some questions. Yeah. Um, kind of turned the mics back on us. Yeah. And they did a good job, which, I mean, it was like 600 women. That could be scary. It and was. they did it with, like, champs. And it was well, so fun. I think it's because their background is <laughs> On the stage. They're True. theater. They they're are. They are theater, theater girls. So they're, it's really us who it was something of a stretch. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not used to something like that. I know. That. We, we, us- we Usually job. we sit here with Sam as our audience. Yes. <laughs> So having all the eyes was like, oh, hi, everybody. Okay. Yeah. But it was fun. And I think I can post it onto our Instagram page. So if others want to to watch it and see, that would be fun. Well, and we'd also love to share, we have a repeat guest today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we need a little, like, applause noise. Anyways. (laughs) LaToya was back with us last year. I think I wrote it down, uh, episode seven from our first season, talking on marriage. Yes. Mm -hmm. But she was one of our breakout speakers for this conference, and she spoke on unity. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to bring her back and just hear her talk a little bit more. So we'll share that on our, what do you call it? You you say it all the time. You know, the the story, the Instagram? Yeah, where you put it on your podcast in the notes. notes. The notes. That's what I'm like, what's what's, what's the verbiage? I don't know. She always says it. (laughs) I can link on the the episode from um, the marriage So we'll share. And from our, and your unity talk. Yeah, share those so they can get to know you a little bit and hear you if they missed the first time around. I can't Mm. wait. Well, let me read LaToya's bio really quick. Yeah. Um, LaToya holds many hats. She is a wife, mother of twin boys, an executive leader in corporate America, a speaker, mentor, teacher, aspiring author. Oh, that's, oh, I want to hear more about that. And a serious <laughs> foodie cook. She is passionate about God's word, social justice, racial reconciliation, diversity and inclusion in business topics and loves helping others find their own passions and voice her greatest hope is that god will use her story in life to help people to embrace god's love walk in freedom and grab hold of the restoration and healing that comes from jesus she's committed to her local church the chapel chapel. (laughs) and loves to serve in her free time she likes to read plan foodie road trips with her family and of course tries new recipes the most important thing latoya would like for you to know is that her identity is in jesus she is the child of the most high king and so are we what book did you just read so i the bit what book did i just get done reading um i am reading a series by jana de leon 
It is. I would like to tell you that it's a wonderful Christian book, but it's not. So are Um, you more a nonfiction reader or a fiction reader? It depends. Okay. Over the last year, I've been doing a lot more fiction. Okay. And this Mm. one is about like an FBI series with just a hint of romance, but a lot of like girl power and like. I might have to write this down. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Funny story Mm -hmm. about me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I always say I'm not a reader, but I actually really do like to read, but yeah. it, only fiction. I don't yeah. like the self-help. I don't <laughs> like the Christian books. And it's so funny because I go to these conferences or like MomCon or, and I buy all of the books. And then you read them But all. I don't read them. Oh, yes. <laughs> she doesn't read them all. I she don't. has a library of them and they're all signed I by do. the author. Yeah. So, that is phenomenal. But she lends them I love out them to all of us. And I love hearing them. So I know the book will be good, yeah. but I just never never bring myself to so I but I ordered Carrie's and I love her so much yes. and her humor and yes. her love for Jesus obviously and I just like I'm gonna read hers yeah I ordered Carrie's as well and I got her devotional series yeah yes. I'm like I'm just like asking God like is there a way that I can do like a small group and we go through Carrie's oh, book together I'm sure. or just find a bunch of women to like yeah. just fall through I it. know of two who are looking for more people are Look you at that. serious yes yes Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm, I'm trying to be. So I just another one you might like. It's okay. called How to Human. How to Human by Carlos Whitaker. And it's fiction. Oh, yeah. It is not. No. So oh, I know. I okay. and I like I said I don't really read them, but I'm trying. It's a very easy short read. Yeah. And I love him so much. So okay. I did start it, and it's just it's great. I think you would really like okay. it. Okay. I just because it, it speaks down. to a lot about what we're talking about today. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so in reading over your notes for today, I want, I caught your summary and I felt like it, you know, instead of you spewing everything you went through that day, here's a little quick summary. I really liked what you said. It says, the truth is we are different. We have different backgrounds. We have different goals, priorities, Mm -hmm. aspirations, and we have unique identities and personalities. The truth is that we all look at life through the lens of our unique experience. The bigger the truth is. The bigger truth is that if we know Jesus, love Jesus, and are covered by his blood and adopted into his family, he calls us to be unified. Mm -hmm. Unity does not mean that we agree or align on every detail. Unity means so much more. So why don't we start there? How would you define unity? Mm -hmm. Unity. That's fantastic. Thanks for that question. Yeah. So when it comes to unity, we get confused and we think that unity is uniformity mm-hmm. like it is not like god is a god of difference and uniqueness and creativity the god that we serve is so creative and really when you think about unity i think about it in really simplistic terms unity is being aligned on the big things that matter mm-hmm. really it's like it's like we are aligned on the things that matter and on the things that don't matter we give grace and we show mercy and we walk together for a purpose that's so much higher than the purpose that we think that we have. Our purpose is because of Christ. Mm-hmm. And Christ invites us into unity mm-hmm. that um, Jesus talks about in John chapter 17. Yeah. And it's, it's so much for such a higher power. It's unity that Christ had with the Father and with the Spirit. We're invited into that intimate and that deep and powerful relationship. Mm-hmm. And we can experience that as followers of Christ. Yes, yes. Um, I, I was, Carrie had talked about too, like being unified is essential. Mm-hmm. And the non-essential things are the, the other pieces. You just dropped by the wayside. But I just, I love how, you know, when you talked, it was like, 
we're all different. We're all mm-hmm. unique. And mm-hmm. God is a creator of, of all of that. All of that. All of that. But the essential part of like who he is mm-hmm. and what we're going after. And if we love him with all of our hearts, yes. that is the that yes. is the importance of unifying yes. us as people. So. 100%. And it doesn't I mean it doesn't mean you don't talk about the things that are different because right. sometimes the things that are different are hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. what I wanted the women to be able to say is it's OK to walk into hard spaces. And it's okay to say, I disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I hear you, but I disagree with you. Or I hear you and I have a different viewpoint. Like, think about like our children. Like, wouldn't it be so easy if we would teach? Like, I try to teach my boys that language. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to agree with everyone. You can say, I have a different perspective. Mm But then that's where it stops, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the higher calling is to love each other. Yeah. Um, and to, to love sacrificially and to love intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, the, we just weren't taught it right. And I feel like the younger generation, hopefully they can get it right. Our daughters were sharing with us once that them and all their friends, and they go to a, a secular school, like uh-huh. it's not a Christian school, and they were all having a conversation about abortion. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, How'd that go? <laughs> right, right. And, and You're bracing they, yourself. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. you sure you want to talk about that? Maybe mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said they all had a polite conversation mm-hmm. and uh, disagreed, didn't just, you know, mm-hmm. everyone had different opinion, mm-hmm. but they had a conversation had and it was fine, mom. Mm-hmm. Like we just had a mature conversation. I was like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't hear about that much. You don't hear about it. Because yeah. I think in our generation, it's like we, what I mean, what have I been taught in corporate America? You don't talk about religion. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about sex. You yeah. don't talk about politics. Yeah. And I would venture to say that throughout my walk with the Lord and throughout my relationships, I think you need to talk about all those things. Right. Because they matter. And when you don't yeah. talk about it, it doesn't make those things go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what I like about our kids, especially kids your age, my kids are not there yet. They're a little bit younger. But at least they engage in the conversation. And yeah. I think that there's a freedom yes. with not sweeping the stuff underneath the rug. Mm-hmm. Right? You, yeah. It's fine to know where someone stands on abortion. It's fine to know where someone stands on race issues in America or politics. You don't have to agree with them. Right. But God still calls us to love. And here's the thing. Um, he calls us to love even when it's outside of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because the purpose of unity is for such a higher calling yeah. than just people in the body of Christ. Yeah. If we can figure out how to be unified, mm-hmm. um, we become an example to the world. And hopefully one where they want to latch on to. Yeah. Yes. So what are some of those things that are causing like disunity? Is that a word? Mm-hmm. I think it's a word. I don't know if my husband would say it's a word, but I think it's a word. Opposite, of course. I mean, that's where I went, but I don't know. I don't want to say something weird. Discord, Discord, right? Okay, that sounds way smarter. So, no. (laughs) So, when I think about things that cause us to not be unified, or I Mm -hmm. think about things that cause us to break fellowship, to break relationships, there's a number of items. So, Number one, I think just relationships in general yeah. can be messy. Mm-hmm. Like we, can I just say I can be messy at times, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we'll talk about this more, but like like I can be messy. I think things like um, jealousy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy, I think, mm-hmm. um, can be uh, something that causes people to not be unified. I think for women especially. I especially think for women. I was, yeah. I was telling I was telling a story. Um, I think my talk number two was probably better than my talk number one um, because I just got more comfortable when I was talking. But also because I told a story about how as women, we can be jealous. Like in my life, I've seen times where I was I work in corporate America 
And that has afforded me a lot of really great things and my family a lot of great things. But I can tell you there were times where I was so jealous of stay-at-home moms. Mm -hmm. There were times where, like, I longed to be a part of mops. And then mm. now, like, fast forward, and God brought, you know, that opportunity <laughs> to, right? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's just things where, like, especially as women, and hopefully we'll get to talk about the women thing a little bit more, but um, there, there are things like jealousy, um, mm. you know, the things of, like, there's socioeconomic issues that can mm. cause um, disunity. Um, and race. Race is a big one. Mm. I think the unknown in general, right, I think one of the biggest causes different. Anything, different, being, right? anything that's different than what you've been taught or told or experienced. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to just the unknown and getting uncomfortable, yeah. it causes yeah. unity. Mm-hmm. And when you think about friction at the heart of it, friction and disunity, as we would say, isn't necessarily bad because it should lead to something, but it's when we stop with the level of being uncomfortable and we choose not Mm -hmm. to move forward Mm -hmm. is where we sell ourselves short and we also sell other people short and more importantly i think about what am i teaching my kids about Mm -hmm. showing up in uncomfortable spaces and being willing to lean in yeah right having Mm -hmm. those hard conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay (laughs) where do we start and you mentioned that women are uniquely positioned so where where do we start here Man, this one is near and dear to my heart. So as women, as wives, as mothers, as mm-hmm. sisters, as friends, as godparents, like, here's the thing. Like, the, the saying is happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that we err. I think the world has erred on the side of that. And I think that we've taken advantage of it. Mm-hmm. But if we're honest with ourselves, like that can be true. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in a really bad mood, I think I talked house. about this in the marriage, in the marriage yeah. talk, mm-hmm. right? If I walk into the house and I'm grouchy about something, it changes mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas if I'm really like happy, outgoing, it changes the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But I think as women, God has given us things in us. Like I talked about how we are life givers. Mm. So whether or not you have um, um, birthed your own child, Right. Or whether you've adopted a child or whatever, like as women, we are natural born life givers. Mm-hmm. And that's more than just the womb. Yes. Like yes, we, oh, I love that. You, we have the power mm-hmm. to encourage. Mm-hmm. We have the power. Um, our words have power. Yeah. We have the courage. We have the power to set the trajectory different in our families, with our friends, mm-hmm. um, how we approach situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that women, we have a different way of thinking. So in corporate America, one thing when I talk about when I talk about diversity of women being at the table, like it is a known fact that having more women involved at the table in corporate America drives a better bottom line for mm-hmm. the organization. But the reason for that is women can actually Whereas men, okay, this is a stereotype, but it's true in most cases, men compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Women, we're thinking about a thousand things at once. You guys talked about yes. this at the mm-hmm. conference. Yes, we did. Right? <laughs> so we're thinking about what we're making for dinner. We're thinking about who's doing the next load of laundry. We're thinking about um, signing the kid up for school, yeah. making sure the tax appointment is made, and we're doing all this stuff. Because God has given us a special and unique capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that capacity, it's kind of like Spider-Man. With great responsibility comes great power. Mm-hmm. Or did I say that backwards? One of those. Um, but we have the capability to impact those around us in a, in a really, really powerful way. Yeah. Just being involved in mobs or women groups in general, we've seen like what 
this will be speaking to moms specifically, like what uh, influence they have on the family yes, mm-hmm. and with their husband and the husband will carry that elsewhere. You know, like yes. you start in the family and yes. it can grow and go out from there. Mm-hmm. So and, I, and Barclay, I think that's huge. One of the things I encouraged the women at the conference was, is like, it really does start within our households. Yeah. yeah there are yeah. so many times that we try to fix things around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will go out of our way to do things out of our household. But God calls us to our household first. Mm -hmm. And that's where it starts. It starts with um, our relationship with our spouses if we're married. Mm -hmm. What are we teaching our kids? How are we teaching our kids to be unified? Um, Then what about our next connections and sphere of influence? Um, There's just a lot of responsibility that comes from our own households and getting it right there first. And it doesn't mean it's perfect. God doesn't call us to perfection. God calls us to reliance upon him. Um, But in that, it's knowing where do we start the conversations. Mm -hmm. And speaking to moms, I remember early on when the kids were little, I think it was probably like at a Sunday message they were just talking about serving and being mm-hmm. and I was feeling very like oh, I'm trying to keep babies alive <laughs> right that's right. all I have the energy right. for and I was feeling very like I don't know if sad's the word but yeah. um just like that I wasn't doing enough yeah. Yeah. and someone told me no motherhood is a ministry yes, <laughs> and I was like ah, I just needed to hear that like it so is. to the moms out there who feel like they're not doing enough you are like that's a ministry. Yeah, it is. Your kids are your ministry. Keep saying that. Keep preaching that. It is. And can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. So um, we, as a church, we've been coming together quite a bit for worship and prayer because yeah. we desire to see revival. And and by the way, revival is coming. Revival is here. It starts with us, right? Like, mm-hmm. But I remember someone texted me and they were like, hey, you know, are you going to come to worship tonight? And I had just got back from a quick two-day business trip. And I had told my husband, he took the kids to soccer, and I just told him that I was making dinner, and I was going to finish the laundry, and then we were just going to have some family time. And my heart was really torn, because dinner was basically done, they were still at soccer, and I was juggling, do I go to church for the worship night, or do I stay at home? And I paused, and I just asked God, I said, I just feel like I need to be committed. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been out the house a little bit more this week. And while everyone was worshiping at church and praying, I just started to pray and worship in my own kitchen. Mm-hmm. And some will remember this from the conference mm-hmm. last year. Like God speaks to me a lot while I'm doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I had the most powerful time of worship and prayer with the Lord. Because mm-hmm. I was praying for revival right there in my kitchen. And he'll meet you wherever you are, right? Amen. And I was like, God, I'm going to pray for revival right here, right now. I can't be with the larger group, but you hear me. You're everywhere. Like, And he met me. The Holy Spirit met me. And it was so powerful. And then the next week, the same thing happened. And your kids probably saw you, And they came home, and they saw my music, and they joined in. And there's something so powerful about, like, God understands where we are in each season. And I think a lot of women need the freedom, a lot of moms need the freedom to know that it's okay to be sitting at home, Mm -hmm. breastfeeding the baby, changing the diapers, or on the floor crying with your toddler because you can't get them to stop crying. Right. <laughs> or holding that sick kid. Or or even just being there because your husband's doing something else. Like, it is seasonal. Yeah. And there is grace for every season. Yeah. I just remember, you know, when my kids were little, feeling like, what's the future going to bring? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was making a big imp- mm-hmm. impact, you know. Until now that I'm older that I realize, I look back and I'm like, no, I was making a huge, yeah. impact. huge impact. I was raising children. I was 
the posture that you have as a mom when they're little is like the selflessness yes. like you are constantly like pouring out you know like i'm gonna change the diaper i'm gonna feed mm-hmm. you i'm gonna you know just yes that that pouring out mm-hmm. the part of it but in that we're we are um uh, god sees what we're doing Amen. and he sees our our humble hearts our Amen. you know what all those the sleepless nights he sees all of that and so Mm -hmm. but yes like you're saying revival Mm -hmm. can start in even those Mm -hmm. those places Mm -hmm. of you know god can move in our hearts and so yes 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 someone once told me they said latoya you can um in corporate america i had to make some decisions about like how i'm going up like vertical versus horizontal Mm -hmm. right and someone said uh two of my friends said you can you can have it all you just can't have it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So figure out what's more important to you. And for me, I decided it was more important for me to be fully present with my kids while they're little yeah. versus trying to go super high, super fast, and then have regrets later mm-hmm. on. And it's it's worked out. I and mean, Everybody's decision is different. But for me, yeah. that's worked really well, and I, I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. And God is with me, and he's with the kids, and he's with us every single step of the way, especially yeah. when you're putting them first. Yes. Yeah. When you're putting them first. Yeah. So can we find, create, and bring unity when, how can we? Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how can we if we don't feel it ourselves, mm-hmm. like if we're feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we live in a very, um, can we just agree that, like, I think there's more opportunities for hostility right now than yes. there is for unity. Ugh. And I think a lot of people are afraid um, I think attentions may be good, but I think they're afraid because they've been either let down or they've been accused of things maybe they don't mm. feel as valid. Um, or even the terminology we use these days to describe some of the more hot topics are mm. a little bit more volatile. So I think a lot of times um, when you're thinking about unity, when you don't feel like being unified or when it's easier to be separate or alone, um, I think we have to go back to our higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And a higher purpose is, for me, it was looking at scripture verses, like looking in John 17 where Jesus is inviting us into that relationship. Or in Romans where God is telling us, um, where it says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward one another mm-hmm. um, that Jesus Christ had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think we are called to obedience even when we don't feel like it. Right. Mm-hmm. And our feelings, um, sometimes we have to make sure our feelings are subjected to what God has called us to. Mm-hmm. And I believe, at least in my life, what I've seen is that when I obey the Lord, he honors that. Mm-hmm. And he will change how I feel yeah. over time. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. No. But my goal is to walk in unity. My goal is to bring about peace and how that looks, you know, how that looks is so weird. Um, It can look different for anybody. It's like it's like when I'm at work and I get an email or a meeting with someone and I'm not happy about it. Like I still need to present myself in a way that is glorifying to my father. Mm-hmm. When you're in the church, say you're in a church and not that this situation has ever happened to me. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but say you're in a church and someone brings up a political situation that. No one knows what you think or what you believe, but there's probably stereotypes that drive people to think that you believe a certain way. Right. Um, the thing is, is like, 
engage in a conversation. Don't be afraid. Don't be offended. Like I think as as humans, we are so quick to take offense. Yes. And I believe that for the sake of the gospel, sometimes we have to put that offense to the side. Because it doesn't mean you don't clarify, but it means you ask God for an extra dose of grace and interaction because Mm -hmm. that being quickly offended is not going to it's not going to help anyone. Well, that and also Carlos, who I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. also talks about how don't be quick to like justify against Mm -hmm. like just hear Mm -hmm. him out. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with their feelings, Mm -hmm. they're having those feelings. They're having those feelings. And some people have had situations where they are truly hurt. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I talked about in a session was. Um, there are situations where when you go home for Thanksgiving and you sit around your Thanksgiving table, that grandma or that grandpa at that table has a history. Yeah. yeah. And the younger generation is not going to be able to change grandma or grandpa's mind. First of all, only God can do that anyway. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Do you challenge grandma or grandpa? What do you do when grandpa or grandpa, grandma or grandpa – um, have the money and the wealth and they believe that like let's just do can we just do white and black here for a second yeah mm-hmm. and there's a white grandpa and he believes that like black people historically are that he believes that in his experience black people are x y and z mm-hmm. right how do you engage in that conversation so now let me flip that for a second because what i want to flip is that if you go if you change the dynamics of the white and the black that the older black grandpa and black grandma have the same type of stereotypes sometimes mm-hmm. because of what they've experienced. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got life experiences at the table mm-hmm. and you're trying to think through this in a unified manner. Well, part of it is speaking the truth, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. But part of it is acknowledging that there could be hurts on both sides of those fences. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times in my, especially in my race talks and race dynamics, I see where sometimes my white counterparts are so frustrated because they feel like they've tried to express their heart and it wasn't taken well. Mm-hmm. I think there's grace for that. One mm-hmm. of the things I talk a lot about is about when it comes to terminology, people are so afraid to use the wrong word these days. Yeah. And I'm not talking about egregious words. Like, I'm not talking about that. But I'm yeah. saying, speak your heart. There has to be grace for it. Right. Or what about when there's something like... um if it's political or allow space to allow like explain space. Your, what you're trying mm-hmm. to say, allow mm-hmm. space, saving space, yeah. making sure that when we invite people to bring their authentic selves, it means that you've got to make room for that because yeah. their authentic self is going to look different than you. Yeah. It might be right. messy coming out too. Okay, like, I think too, just like asking more questions. Yeah. I mean, like, like, tell me more about that. Tell me Why more. do you feel that way? Yeah. And just like learning to mm-hmm. understand them better and where mm-hmm. they're coming from, I think mm-hmm. is super important. There's powerful in the statement of tell me more. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. There's also like, we don't need to apologize for every action we're not accountable for. Mm-hmm. But there's something about sitting with people in their pain. Yeah. yeah. Sitting with people in their experience. Empathy. empathy. The empathy mm-hmm. to like say, goodness that must have really hurt mm-hmm. when that happened mm-hmm. what did you do about that mm-hmm. like and and like seeing their pain and mm-hmm. seeing like what what circumstances happened in that i think that's like i i think in our world we we move so quickly mm-hmm. that we forget to sit down and just like listen mm-hmm. and don't say anything just keep asking questions mm-hmm. more and like understanding where yeah. they're coming from i think is super important yeah. and just being with the person in pain like like, how many of us feel comfortable just sitting with someone in pain when you don't have the answer? Yeah. We're not no. called to have every answer. No. Yeah. And there's a lot in our world right now where it is highly charged, highly volatile. Yeah. 
But what I know is that as followers of Christ, we are called to be different. We are called Mm -hmm. to be the light of the world. And Mm -hmm. that, I mean, if you take it seriously, if you take God at his word, Mm -hmm. if you believe that we are salt and light, then we will behave differently. And God isn't just about quick behaviors. He's a God of the heart, right? But I do believe that it changes how we interact. Mm-hmm. Well, and in your talk, you said, what would happen if we didn't respond? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we just right. listened. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mm-hmm. feel like, okay, so we're in a world that is so connected, but mm-hmm. more divided than ever. Like more what, divided. where's the, where's the issue? Why is that? Mm-hmm. So like, why are we so divided when mm-hmm. we can be so connected? And I think because social media allows us to just oh, respond, to respond. <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no listening. There's no, no listening. You just so. put your point out there. Yeah. yeah. I was telling, I was telling a story about my husband. He'll be like, I'll be like, I just have to say this on Facebook. Cause I, it's the truth that I've got to teach. And he was like, yeah, it is the truth. And you do have to teach, but not on Facebook. And then yeah, I'll like, not the place no, to do it. but, no. I, but I would like to say I'm hundred percent obedient to my husband, but there's times where I'll post it. <laughs> And then someone will share their And then he kindly opinion. doesn't say, I told you so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that the, the avenue is we are more connected than ever. Yeah. So yeah. where's the disconnect? But we really are more disconnected than ever. Yeah. And I think because if you think about the basic premise of communication, communication is a two-way street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Social media allows it to be a one-way interaction. Yes. Yes. Right. Communication is an exchange that happens. Mm-hmm. Listening, communicating, going both directions. But social media allows you to just post and drop and run. Right. Social media allows you to disconnect, disconnect the heart yeah. from mm-hmm. the action. Yes. Um, and I think that's where you get a lot of issues. But then the yeah. other the other part is it is it not just social media. It's also like one of the things that happened when I moved to Chicago, as I said, man, people in Chicago are a lot busier mm-hmm. than some yes. of the places I've lived. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to create space for when your life is set and you're comfortable, it's hard to create space for other people to come in. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And the bus- I think the busier city you live in, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it just gets worse and worse. And our kids' schedules, our schedules, our commitments. Yes. Yeah. Mm, it's mm-hmm. hard. I think space and communication is mm-hmm. what the world needs more yeah, can of. Can you imagine if, <laughs> if you saw something like on a social media and you you know wanted to say something that maybe wasn't so nice or mm-hmm. whatever say hey do you want to go for coffee mm-hmm. and let's just talk mm-hmm. like yeah i'd love very, to hear like, what you meant by that just yeah. or, i'd like to like yeah. learn more yeah. about mm-hmm. that kids just don't even i mean they text they don't even know to have like a conversation, conversation. on the phone like yes. they just it's I different it is yeah. it is yeah. i don't know um i wanted to quote your little end bit but you said um some closing words that mm. you had repentance resilience on mm. god reliance on god sorry and the mm-hmm. holy spirit being willing to not be right mm-hmm. or just be quiet mm-hmm. commitment to love when it's uncomfortable when it's inconvenient when it challenges us when it challenges what we've been taught mm-hmm. and to love our families when we disagree mm-hmm. to love until it hurts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amen wow. So I think is it the willingness to not be right. Right. Oh, yeah. That's I think a tough one. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's in yeah. everything, like yeah. in our marriage, in our friendships. I yes. mean, it's like the common thread of like yeah. you can't stand there and be like, I'm right. Right. You know, like it's it's not mm-hmm. black and white all the it's time. It's not about always that. black and white. So. Right. Being willing to engage. I when I talk about marriage, sometimes I talk about um, fighting, but not fighting like the other person is your enemy because you yeah. have to go home with them or you mm-hmm. have to live with them um, and not be willing to not win yeah. is yeah. what I talk about in marriage. Like be willing 
to fight but not to win because it's not about winning when you're married to a person you're trying to build a life with and have a life Mm -hmm. with and in this situation i'm talking about being willing to not be right yeah it means that there's potentially landmines that you're going to step on where you've had a perspective but someone else has had a perspective and guess what perspectives with experiences can't be denied necessarily doesn't mean they're right but it means that is what that person experienced to them it's real to them it's real yeah and you don't have to (laughs) you don't have to like blow it off all you have to do is acknowledge it and listen yeah Mm -hmm. and for me it's i'm i've i've i would say in the last couple years i've been more prone to say I hope that you will have a different experience in the future because mm-hmm. that experience was really painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that person that you were in experience with was really broken. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's just about being able to engage and have a conversation when yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. I was like, I'm thinking about Jesus and like how he lived his life and mm-hmm. how he said hard things in parables. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if there's just a correlation of like how he said it, like mm-hmm. instead of like shouting it, like this is the way this mm-hmm. is, you know, he taught in parables. And I'm like, just thinking that through, like mm-hmm. that was a, a way for someone to like think about it mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. instead of just reacting to something. Yeah. And people but learn through stories. People do learn, learn through stories. stories. Yeah. Carrie Garcia talked about that, right? Yeah. She talked yeah. about when Jesus walked up to the woman at the well, like, like basically he laid it all out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't but it was mean. loving. It was loving. Yeah. It was like, here's the truth that I see about you. Right. Yeah. Right. It, but it, it was just different. He was calling her, like, even in Jesus speaking to her, he was calling her into something different. Yeah. yeah. Right. He was calling her into acceptance when he could have done exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I sat behind you when Carrie was speaking. And mm-hmm. speaking of Carrie, mm-hmm. was there anything that resonated, resonated with you after listening yeah. to her? I mean, Carrie, Carrie blew my mind. She's a dynamic right. speaker. Like, right. I'm like, Carrie, I'm learning from you. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I think there is something that Carrie, there's a couple of things that Carrie said, but one of the biggest ones that's been resonating with me is, is that we heal in relationships. Yeah. Because the, the enemy would have us isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. The biggest lie from the enemy is you are not lovable or that you are not worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy wants to mess up our identity. And what Carrie really talked about is the fact that we grow, we heal, we mature, we become who God calls us to be in relationships. And that's a powerful thing for the church. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing for us as women, but it's a powerful reminder that when we are called to go to the nations, mm-hmm. to spread the good news, underneath that, is relationships. Yeah. It's loving people. How many of us have tried to to witness to people cold turkey? Some people have great mm. ability in that. Mm-hmm. But, but, very our, but very little. <laughs> but very little. But very little. Most of our witnesses and effective ministry is going to come from people knowing that they are loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if they don't follow through or hear or take what you're saying about the gospel. Yeah. They know that they're loved. Yeah. And the call to relationship is powerful. The Mm -hmm. call to relationship is really at the heart of the message of unity. Well, I was just going to say, and honestly, in order to get the unity you're speaking of, 
we ourselves need to be healed, right? Mm -hmm. And be healthy and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order to really truly bring unity. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I think too that you shared about Acts 2 mm -hmm. and how oh, love it. the early church and how the, the people ate broke bread together they worshiped together mm -hmm. they learned about jesus together they mm -hmm. learned about god together they prayed together they did all those things together mm -hmm. because they were unified they were in unified. what they were going after yes, yes. and then god added to their number and i'm mm -hmm. like that is yeah. that is the church we mm -hmm. we need to be unified in the essentials mm -hmm. of what god's calling us in the truth mm -hmm. and to run after that and all those silly things that are like not that important mm -hmm. like who cares but right. we need to run together right. in what God's calling us well, to be. Before Jesus came, there was a way to worship, how to do it, a whole list. Because mm -hmm. I'm going yeah. through, reading through the Bible mm -hmm. right now, and it's full of, like, this day you do this, and mm -hmm. this is what you don't eat. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came and went away with that. And mm -hmm. like Carrie and you have said, there are essentials that obviously our core believes, but then the rest just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like she always talking about your, your church might have flags, uh -huh. or you might have... <laughs> Um, you know, different ways, but yeah. that's not what matters. That's not what matters. And it's I just not. love that because I think that's with all the church hurt in the mm -hmm. world, like people need to hear, like, as long as you have the core, like Jesus Christ is your savior, your savior. and died for your, mm -hmm. like, that's what matters. That's it, what it mm -hmm. is. And I think about like, there's two things. So when I think about Acts chapter two, I think the thing that I've always loved the, these verses, but what I love is it says that every day they continue to meet together. Everything. Every day. Yeah. It was a way of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unity is a way of life. Being That's unified is a way is of right. life. Mm -hmm. Having a heart of unity is a mm -hmm. way of life. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the fact that it says they did it with sincere hearts. And it says the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved because they were being a witness. They were meeting in the temple courts. They were being a witness to those and those on the outside were looking in mm -hmm. and were marveling at the fact that there was no need because yeah. they provided for each other. Mm -hmm. And we think about this and we're like, oh, is it just about like having a meal together? No, it's about so much more. They were doing life together yeah. in every way that you mm -hmm. can think about it. Yeah. Um, and I really think mm -hmm. being able to see Jesus move is more, it's more um, convicting or more moving than just being spoken to about mm -hmm. Jesus. Because mm -hmm. like, they're actually seeing him mm -hmm. change you or change move you. you. And like, mm -hmm. that's going to get him more than screaming a bible verse at them correct. or whatever right 100 mm -hmm. percent correct yeah. mm -hmm. so definitely well Latoya, <laughs> we could go on and we, we even could. had a little church before we started oh, talking yes. like oh, yes. i'm oh, just yes. telling you it's hard to just cut this short because we love yeah. talking with you but love was there here. anything you didn't say that you want to say i just i think the imagery when you talk about people coming together and the church is worshiping different i think about in the end times, mm -hmm. when God fully brings his kingdom, when he is here for the big church, the big C, mm -hmm. we're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Some of us are gonna be scarily surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Like, the main thing is the main thing of Jesus Christ. Is he gonna care what you were wearing at church? How, what you mm -hmm. wear? Is he gonna care that you, you raised your hands at church? How you worship? <laughs> like, it's like, so silly. Where, what, what, what rituals or things you do in church, like, it, He's coming back for the big C. And yeah. the big C, we need to live it out for him. Yeah. And I would just say, I mean, here's my closing thought is I do believe that Christianity is under attack 
Mm-hmm. But I believe that it's been under attack since the beginning of time. I think, yeah. mm-hmm. I think yeah. we have more visibility. There's more wisdom. There's a lot more that's bringing things to the forefront than ever. Mm-hmm. But how we win mm-hmm. is very different because, see, God's already won. Yeah. Oh, so was- how we win is to love yeah. yes. and to walk in unity and to be different because we know that our Heavenly Father already has the victory. But we are here living out something so powerful for him because his heart is one for those that don't know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the words, but it struck me because how many Christians on social media try to either they freak out because they're reading a certain book in school or, mm-hmm. you know, all these little things mm-hmm. that you're and it was someone posted like, it's so funny that. And I wish I knew how to word it, but Uh it was something to the fact of that people think so little of their God that he would need them to to, to defend them. And they're on like, he's got this, guys. He doesn't need you to fight his battles. Like, and I was like, yes, we Mm -hmm. don't need to like nitpick and worry about things. Mm -hmm. He knows what's going to (laughs) happen, you know? He knows it. So, he knows it. And then he just asked us to love him with all of our hearts and to love our neighbors. And, you know, like, that is how we're to live like yeah. be yeah. loving to be. the people around mm-hmm. you and like, just do what we can do right you know? and loving yeah. doesn't mean that it's just like warm and fluffy like right. eliminating cookies right right love means that sometimes you you speak the truth Heart. in love or yes. you speak the truth with grace and mercy um but in all things you love yeah. in love for sure it's love and do you want the best for that person standing next to you yeah and we and here's the truth the in truth judgment is, free like it's more yeah. about yeah. And we know what the best is. The best is Jesus. Yes. Like we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but how we how we live that out, I think, is really important. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. as women and as moms, mm-hmm. I you know, my heart really is um, my heart really is that for the moms to get a hold of this. Yeah. And to really ask God, like, how do we teach it to our kids? Yes. How do we yeah. model it for our kids? Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is an error where um our younger kids, I think those kids that are like 13, maybe 14 and younger, um, I think they are going to continue to have a profound impact on the future. Yes. I do too. And um, it's because they do lean in, because they do speak, mm-hmm. because they are willing to have conversations and love yeah, across boundaries. Just, I mean, our 14-year-olds had this conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm just like so mm-hmm. impressed. I was like... Yep. 35-year-olds couldn't have this conversation 100%. without yes. killing each other probably. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. As growing up as mm-hmm. a young girl, like having yeah. a conversation, it wouldn't have gone well yeah. because people were so passionate about yeah. things yeah. that they were yeah. like, no, I'm going to dismiss you because you yeah. did this. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're, we are making headway. Yeah. We are. Um, we are. But yeah. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. Well, Thank you. So good. Good. Appreciate Thanks, having guys, you for here. inviting me back. You'll come again, right? Oh, my God. Okay. Always. I love Mops. Mops next. You guys are such a blessing. Aww, thank you for how you pour into mm. your church. Mm. I, love I love my church. How you're so willing to step Aww. in and talk and talk about hard things. Yes. This is not an easy topic yeah. to talk yeah. about. Thank and so you. I thank you for your bravery, Aww. your willingness to do that. Thank and you. we'll post all the things so everyone can hear your Thank talk. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. And joy. find you if they want to find you. Yes. yes. Wait, what? book of your you said you were an author yeah, i know oh you're so working on a book right now <laughs> so now I, I wanna know okay what you guys wanna hear this funny story yeah. so i'm still in the middle of writing a cookbook i don't know where it's gonna go Ooh. But, yeah but i don't know where it's gonna go like i'd rather cook than like type stuff out but that's another story but me and the boys so my boys you guys know i have twin boys connor yes. and hudson and we're writing the adventures 
of Tiggy and Bunny. Oh. So when they were little, they had Aww. these two stuffed animals, one bunny and one tig- tiger that they loved. So over time and over vacations, we were in Outer mm-hmm. Banks last year, we have been writing a book series for them. That is adorable. Mm-hmm. And it's literally so the in their words. the boys have been helping you. 100%. It oh is definitely goodness. their words. I'm not even editing that much. So I'm trying to Aww. figure out what steps are next. How like cute. self-publishing and trying to figure out the art. Of you your. should Aww. also come to Maps and tell us how you got them to do that. Like what did, h- how do you get them to have their words and like yeah. talk it through? So I'm going to tell you something really quick. And this is testament to my husband. My husband, I people that know my husband, like I'm the extrovert. He's the introvert. Mm-hmm. But he is super creative. Okay. And... The boys love to read and they love to tell stories. Mm-hmm. And he's a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. So they will talk about like Tyge becoming like like a, a Star Wars character. And then this will go on for whatever. And how it shows up now for them is because when we're practicing, just like we practice math, we practice writing. And my husband will just pick a topic and he'll be like, write about it. And they will write about it, that's like awesome. a whole page. And it's wow. fascinating to read. Yeah. So that's all to my husband. And well, he's kids just love a good series, so I can't wait to see what happens. Yes, it is literally in the eyes of, like, kids. It's their right. own words. Well, to be continued. Yes. <laughs> well, of hey, check back and in. Bunny. Stay tuned. Aww. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next later. time, folks. Thanks, well, guys. we won't see you, but you know. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. A quick reminder that the opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Mops International or the chapel. If you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing to our podcast, it would mean so much to us. If you're feeling extra generous, even give us a little shout out or review. We love doing this and with your help, we can continue to do so. So thank you in advance. Also feel free to follow us and give us some love on our Instagram page, the Chapel Mops After Party. The Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group.